Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's ASF Weekly Science Podcast. Later on this week, I am headed to Washington, D.C. to a meeting called the Digital Therapeutics Alliance Meeting. And I'm going because this is a really important effort across different diseases and disorders to kind of bring together thought leaders and companies and industry and scientists who are working on digital technologies to help people across different sectors. So I've asked Lonnie Hessen, who leads their commercialization and community affairs efforts, to talk about a little bit what the organization is, what they're doing, and how it can be helpful to people with autism. So as an extra treat, Lonnie is an occupational therapist and is actually licensed to practice in California. She also has extensive experience in patient advocacy. So thank you for joining us, Lonnie. You're welcome. And thank you for having me, Alicia. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about your interest in not just autism, but also digital therapeutics. Absolutely. So I have been, as you mentioned, a practicing occupational therapist for the past, gosh, 23 years or so in the Bay Area here in California and have worked um, primarily in private practice with many, many families whose children are autistic and have, um, you know, really noticed, of course, over the years, the need to reach more families and provide treatment and intervention for more and more families um, that can't really be accomplished by one therapist alone or even my team of therapists at my private practice. Um, so I think you know my interest in digital therapeutics, not only for autism, but for patient populations across a variety of disease and disorder states is, is that this type of technology has the real potential to alleviate some of those wait lists and backlogs when it comes to being able to provide intervention. So that's really my interest in this industry. We, we have that opportunity to reach so many more patients and families. So yeah, that's really more, more and more important as all these different new products and technologies kind of come into the market across the, the, the scene of different conditions and disorders and diseases that one technology can be also be used for another particular conditions. I'm really excited about going. Um, I wanted to kind of ask, since there's been a lot of new technologies and applications, software and machines, and even things like artificial intelligence, um, can you tell us what the Digital Therapeutics Alliance is and um, what you are specifically doing in this area? Absolutely. The Digital Therapeutics Alliance is the trade organization for the digital therapeutics industry. We have members that are not only the manufacturers or innovators in the space, uh, but we also have ecosystem members that join our alliance to support the industry as a whole. So we may have, you know, healthcare attorney groups join us. We may have, um, clinical trial groups join us and that type of thing because our manufacturers need that support across the alliance. And essentially as a community, what we're doing is working to um, provide access, right, to the patients that need these technologies um, in their healthcare journey. Um, so one way that we support our members, of course, is uh, via legislation, which is why we'll be 
at the summit uh, in the next week or so. Um, so we'll be on Capitol Hill doing some work there to promote some legislation. Um, we also support our members via our task group work. So our members join us in monthly task groups to solve for the various problems that any new industry faces as you know, these products come to market. So a couple of examples um, would be commercialization and reimbursement, right? So as our companies bring products to market, there isn't yet a clear pathway to reimbursement for them, which is obviously a barrier. <laughs> so we work together um, as a group of companies, um, and I facilitate that task group in order to think about you know, creative ways for companies to get reimbursement, but also to kind of carve out the conversations with payers and you know, define those conversations so that payers better understand what a digital therapeutic is and how to cover them and pay for them. Um, another example would be our clinician and patient education task groups, where we work to think about you know, what do clinicians and patients need in terms of understanding digital therapeutics as a class of products. So that's what we do. We work together as a community to bring the industry to the stakeholders that, that need them. Yeah, I think um, autism families are thinking about all the different ways that these technologies can help their family members, but somebody has to pay for them at the end of the day and not everyone can pay out of pocket for sometimes, you know, five to $10,000 pieces of equipment. Um, there's also issues of training and things like that. And so there's obviously equity issues and access. So there needs to be somebody lobbying, thinking about how, what insurance is going to pay for and how, and who's eligible and how do you make those decisions? So that's a really important part of, of what goes on and nobody really wants to, to do it. Yeah. And that's what we're here for as an alliance is to really support our members in, you know, getting those issues resolved or in the moment it's working on, you know, next steps toward getting those issues resolved. So let's talk about some specific tools because I know people want to hear some specifics. So I have personally on this podcast talked about things like just different machines, apps, software, iPads, um, you know, monitors, devices, even AI to help, for example, diagnose and provide support for people with autism. So let's can you give us a sense of what's going on in other kind of conditions or diseases? I know you have groups doing everything from diabetes to mental health to cancer. So what are some exciting things that are happening or some things that you think the autism field could learn from? Sure, absolutely. So first, why don't we just level set with the idea that a digital therapeutic is a class of product that is different from other wellness um, apps, for example, right? So digital therapeutics are software as a medical device and their software is what delivers the intervention to treat, manage, um, and alleviate symptoms of a disease or disorder. So that just in the beginning, I think is helpful to understand what the definition of a digital therapeutic is. Uh, and you're right, there are disease and disorder states across patient populations that digital therapeutics can um, be indicated for. So 
A couple of examples that are really cool. Um, we have several companies that are innovating for the autism community and working um, with like virtual reality, for example, to come up with scenarios for kids to learn about safety in the community um, using virtual reality tools. Uh, we have digital diagnostics, right? And I know, Alicia, that you've spoken across your podcast um, about different companies that are working on diagnostics for autism. And, and a couple of those companies are part of the Alliance. But in other um, cases, we have folks that are working on, for example, PTSD and panic disorder, and their software delivers essentially a program to help people that suffer from panic disorder, biofeedback around regulation of breath and the exchange of, of blood gas. And so that is actually a um, software as a medical device that is connected to a device so that the patient can see um, how they're doing in real time with learning that breath training and pattern that mitigates that uh, symptoms of panic and PTSD. We have folks that are working in the musculoskeletal um, space so uh, and chronic pain. Some of them also use uh, VR, but some of them don't. So there are also groups that are working in the MSK space that have not only um, the software, but also have behind the scenes coaching for patients working on their musculoskeletal needs and that sort of thing. And as you mentioned, diabetes is also covered. Um, a lot of ability for patients to monitor their own um, levels, right? Their own blood sugar levels and that sort of thing. But also then with medication um, dosage, especially when it comes to diabetes. So there's, it almost seems like the possibilities are endless when it comes to innovation in this space. Uh, it's wonderful to see and our member companies are all just so passionate about helping the patients in their populations to, you know, achieve better health and achieve kind of mastery over their own treatment plans using their devices. And we're in a post-COVID world, that, well, we're not really in a post-COVID world, but people are getting back together in person. So you guys are having your inaugural meeting in June in just a couple of weeks. So what's gonna happen at the inaugural meeting um, and who should attend? Great question. We are indeed so excited about our inaugural summit. We'll be in Washington, DC, June 6th through 9th. And the first part of that meeting will be on Capitol Hill. So our member companies and staff of the DTA will be in meetings with our representatives and their staff to do what we're doing right now, which is educate. We're educating you know, the staffers and the representatives about what is a digital therapeutic, giving examples of different types of therapeutics that hopefully you know, will have some personal resonance with the folks that we're talking to. Um, we're talking to them about specifically the bill that's on the Hill that's called the Access to Digital Therapeutics uh, Bill. So we're working on having that move through um, it was reintroduced this year, so that is definitely an important piece of legislation. So that's the first couple of days. And then we'll be bringing learnings back from those meetings to uh, a number of dynamic panels, um, including yours, Alicia, where we'll be talking about, um, you know, how do clinicians 
integrate this type of technology into practice with their patients? How do those conversations happen as this new technology is being uh, integrated into patient care? Um, we'll be talking about, you know, all those all important reimbursement mechanisms, you know, what is needed in order to have these products be paid for so that we don't end up with disparity based on, you know, people not being able to access them because of cost. Uh, we'll be working with uh, those folks that put those codes together. So, you know, CMS and all of those people that, you know, bring us the, the coding that pays for these uh, technologies will be there. We have um, patient advocacy representatives coming to help us build out our patient education uh, tools. So I feel like it is going to be a very full, very packed week, um, you know, balanced between kind of the government affairs side of the house and the education side of the house. So I want to talk a little bit more about the Alliance um, because it has existed for, and it, it does things year round, not just the, in the meeting. So I encourage everyone to go to the website. You can just Google the easiest way is to Google Digital Therapeutics Alliance rather than me spelling out what the website is. Um, and what really struck me when I went on there is you see a library, like if you go to the top navigation bar, um, there's a library of products that the member organizations, I guess, have highlighted on the website. So if you look through these products, are there any that stand out to you that are used or could be used to help people with autism um, either now or in the future? Yeah, great question. So this is a library that is made up of companies that have essentially made it through several steps to commercialization and are available um, to the public market at this point, right? So we want to make sure that when we list people um, on our product library, that these are available products right now. Um, one of the companies that I mentioned earlier that has to do with kind of regulation of breath for folks that are um, experience anxiety and panic is part of our product library because they're commercially available um, and they meet all of the um, principles that the Digital Therapeutics Alliance sets forth in terms of um, ensuring the quality of the product. And you can look up those core principles on our website. Um, we have a company that may be the autism families. Um, that are listening to this podcast now are familiar with. So people might be familiar with Achille and their product. Um, they're part of our product library. Again, um, I feel as though when we think about autism, you know, we think about some of the things that co-occur with autism. And there are several products on our product library that may be relevant um, to, to families. Some of them, of course, may have different um, indications in terms of age range and that sort of thing. So we might be thinking really across the lifespan, not only in pediatrics, which is where I tend to focus my attention most of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are folks working on, as we've mentioned, uh, diabetes that are in our um, product library, as well as panic, uh, as well as attention. Um, there are folks that are focused on depression, we have a wonderful company that's not in our product library, but only because they're not yet commercially available. That's working on um, adolescent depression. They will be at the summit. Um, and then 
there are products that are included in our product library that address a number of different um, conditions that may co-occur with autism. So that's something to really think about, right? So insomnia, um, the mental health conditions that are often associated with autism, uh, attention, products for attention, both in um, quite young children, as well as up through um, the, the older school-aged and adolescent children. So yeah, I mean, I would take a look because I think that, you know, what we can really take heart in is that these digital therapeutics that address those co-occurring conditions, you know, what we see is that there aren't any kind of, you know, contraindications, right? So you might be on an intervention kind of slew of therapies, and some of them might be pharmaceuticals, and a digital therapeutic isn't going to have any kind of interaction with that. So if families are looking for ways to address, um, you know, some other types of concerns along with autism, it might be really great to look at a digital therapeutic solution in that case. And and I have to apologize to my audience. I am familiar with Achille, but I don't know if I've ever profiled them on a podcast. So this is a company that works, um, they have an FDA approved product for ADHD. It's like a, they're video games and they really specialize around individuals with cognitive impairments um, maybe not a full intellectual disability, but cognitive impairments. And so I know they're kind of dipping their toe into the autism space, but um, again, they have an approved product for ADHD and we don't know, it could be yep, useful in, in people with autism. Yeah, that's something that I think that, you know, would be worth speaking to, you know, that group about, but that's another just really cool point is that so many of these products are really thinking very closely about gamification and the way that gamification can motivate patient engagement, uh, not only for young people, but across the lifespan, right? People respond really well to gamification. And so some of our products are intentionally kind of putting those components in their solutions to really keep patients motivated and, and coming back. So is there anything that I missed? Is there anything else you want to mention that I, I didn't ask about, about this important collaboration and what it means for the autism community? I think the, the thing that I would mention, and I always like to mention is, you know, as a patient or as a community member, if this is something that, you know, piques your interest, and if this is something that you want to know more about, or this is something you want to access from your healthcare provider, you can, and you have that voice and, you know, bring these conversations to your healthcare providers, ask them, you know, is there something that might be beneficial to add into my treatment program that is a digital therapeutic? Ask them where to find information or tell your healthcare professional that, you know, the Digital Therapeutics Alliance is a place to look for information that is reliable about this class of product. So, you know, that's what I would say is, is the power is always in the voice of the community. And so if this is something that is interesting to you, have more conversations. And I'm glad you are connecting with those physicians and healthcare providers because a family member could be, you know, say something like, oh, I, you know, heard about this online. And then the healthcare provider says, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's, it's important that 
that it, there be a relationship. So there is a resource so that you can say, well, this is what is goes on. You can go to this website, um, you know, evaluate the evidence for yourself, look into its approval, think about how it could help my, uh, my family members. So yeah, well, thank you for right. joining us. Um, I will, I will see you soon, but I want to thank you for, for participating in the podcast and for um, sharing this information with us. Absolutely, Alicia. It's always a pleasure to see you, whether virtually or in person. Thank you for having me and thank you to the audience for tuning in and listening. And please do reach out if anybody has any questions. I'm always available. Thank you.